Hickman. <laughs> Welcome to the Creative Process. Thank you. Uh, so just tell us a little bit about your theater dance company. I don't, you can tell me how I, we should characterize it, the mm -hmm. neo-political cowgirls, how that came into being and some of your recent projects. Wow, thank you. Uh, you are so good. You have all your research done. Um, <laughs> neo-political cowgirls started, uh, we're in our 12th year, and it started, uh, I am a trained actress, uh, dancer, choreographer, um, and it became obvious to me in auditions that um, things in the industry are not very fun. <laughs> it, it felt um, uh, more, I think there's too much human, uh, dragging human down in, in the act of uh, auditions or, or, you know, the company that we keep in terms of uh, being actresses. And the focus became on women just become afraid because we aren't being allowed to age naturally. We're not allowed to um, have our wrinkles. We're not allowed to have our body shift in any way, shape, or form that is authentic to life. Um, so this for me became problematic because it wasn't looking to be fun anymore. I didn't leave an audition and go, wow, that was really life-affirming. That was, <laughs> that was a pleasurable experience. So I thought, you know, I am, I was a passionate actress. Um, I care very deeply about the arts, about theater arts. And so I had a choice to make, either leave it entirely or be the change, as they say. And then you mentioned beauty, and I know that our notions of beauty, um, I, I think that this is very important to yeah. the neo-political cowgirls as well. Yes, so. Yeah, yes, you, you're so perceptive. Um, it, one of the earliest things I remember talking about with our second project, which was Trojan Women Redux, taking the massive, beautiful poem of Trojan Women and... Uh, it was all physical, uh, very powerful, very physical. We had women who were you know, librarians, mothers, um, midwives, women from all walks of life, and they were. It was all outdoors, and it was very in the body, very physical, very powerful. It had all sorts of emotions of joy and pain and sorrow and rage um, but what we did at the end instead of leaving the women weeping and wailing which is what happens at the end of Trojan women we turned it around and said what if instead of turning our rage on these men or on this one woman who is you know caused these wars to be endless and caused our children to be murdered what if we build something Better, something new. What if we turn this energy into something uh, beautiful and, and powerful and we take our sorrow and our rage and we make it something transcendent? I wanted to go back to you because you were talking about young women and I know you have this wonderful 
initiative, January Girls, and I was wondering, you know, what you like to impart to them. What's the structure of that program, and how did that evolve? Yeah, it should might be something you might even be involved with. Again, we'll talk yeah. about that. <laughs> we have yeah. a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, January Girls started, and I'm going to be quite blunt. Mm-hmm. Why and how? Um, I was working in the East Hampton High School uh, on, with immigrant girls. Right. for um, a multicultural day that they celebrate at Guildhall. All right. Um, <laughs> and it was really interesting. I, I've worked with people from all walks of life, homeless Vietnam vets, um, seriously physically and mentally challenged people, um, uh, old people, young people, just all walks of life. And I couldn't believe how... <laughs> stupid I was when I went in to work with these girls um, and, and it's not you know it is what it is I was stupid um, I went in and we were going to ideally jump in this can be for six weeks of uh, workshops and I wanted them I wanted to help them tell their story about how they came here and there was a reason because mm-hmm. I actually was interested in knowing more about their culture, knowing more about where they came from. And these girls, some who didn't speak any English, so through interpreters, the stories they had were so, so painful yeah, that we couldn't really touch it. One girl said, if I told my story of how I got here, I would cry and cry because a man has destroyed my life. This is a 16-year-old girl. Another girl had her little sister abducted and held at gunpoint and held for ransom. Uh, Thankfully, they were able to get her back safely, and now that girl also goes to the high school. I was told about a boy who, crossing the border with his family, had to step over his dead mother and keep walking. So, So these stories weren't going to get told in the way that I was used to helping yeah. people. And But what was beautiful, I thought, we were able to then work together. Instead of each of them making a big monologue, they said one, one line of text. I love Bon Jovi, was one of them. I am proud of my mother. Um, I love soccer. I have hopes. I have dreams. And so we made a tapestry where they stood on stage, which took tremendous courage for these girls, who, even though they had each other, they, they didn't yet know they had each other. Because some of them, you know, Dominican Republic, Argentina, they're from vast places, completely different places in the world. Of, and how they got there, and how they were doing now, was all over the map. The isolation was tremendous. Um, so for them to stand on the stage together, and, and they would each say this one line of text in Spanish, mm-hmm. and then they said these last little bits of uh, text together mm-hmm. as a unit, and they succeeded. They did it. They showed up. And afterwards, their elation was over the moon.
What is that casting process like? And I know that you then you, you do work with a core team as well, and then you bring mm-hmm. others in for projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little fluid. I have people that we work with regularly. Um, sometimes it depends on if they're available, you know, to work on a particular project. Um, well, I don't do it. I don't audition the way <laughs> the the way I you know left the industry of auditioning. Um, I will generally talk to someone like like this, mm-hmm. and we usually get tea or a beer or something. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. sit down. We figure out: Do we are we on the same page mm-hmm. about how we tell stories? Um, mm-hmm. Am I? Do I find that there's a depth to this person right. where we can really, that they're willing to dig into in the process? And then we might have part two where we might go into a rehearsal studio with, you know, a lot of other people auditioning as well. And we'll play and we'll either I give them some choreography or my, uh, if I bring on someone else to choreograph something, she will give her the them the choreography. And then we just play and we have fun and we dig and we... Um, discover and so that no matter what when that person leaves that audition they don't just feel like they were used they don't feel like they're coming in just trying to get inside my head because that's ridiculously unfun Um, but that we've worked together respectfully as artists and that we've all learned something we've had some growth and we've discovered something about ourselves and each other Um, I think it's really important to respect artists in that way, um, because I remember it's still it's still like this. If I go on audition, I hate auditioning. If I go to audition, and it just feels flat. It feels like you know people are sitting behind a table, or it's the assistant to the assistant of the casting director, and then they just sit there and they go, "Okay, thank you." Boom, you're out. you know, it is such a a, a fucking disrespectful thing to do to an artist Mm -hmm. is to act as if their time and their effort means nothing. It's it's not right. Education should be for all, in my opinion, healthcare should be for all. I agree. I think education, healthcare, housing, Mm -hmm. work, you know, jobs, All of these things that create uh, a life that keeps us healthy Mm -hmm. and open-minded and and free to to have a a life to pursue happiness. Like, if you're my neighbor and and that's, you know, you're doing well, I'm going to do better. It's the lifting all boats, you know? Um, I I can't even get it. Our our nation is so sick, so Mm -hmm. depleted and sick right now. Yeah. Um, and this is one reason I get that much more rabid about arts and education. Because to me, it is medicine. Mm-hmm. 